The Money Pit is brought to you by Quickcrete and Pavestone. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is The Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Thank you so much for stopping by the show. If you've got questions about home improvement projects, that's what we're here to help you with. Pick up the phone, help yourself first, or post your question online. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. The Twitter account is at Money Pit. The Facebook account is Facebook.com slash The Money Pit. And you can also post to the Money Pit's community section at MoneyPit.com. Lots of ways to get in touch with us. So we encourage you to do just that. Coming up on this hour of the program, are you trying to get better organized but simply need more space? You might want to look behind the obvious areas to several key hidden spaces in the home that can make for a great storage solution. I have a fantastic one that I redid in my house. We'll tell you about that and more in just a bit. And almost every fridge these days has water in the door or at least a built-in ice maker. But if that's your fridge, when was the last time you changed the filter? A lot of you are probably like, filter? What's a filter? In my refrigerator? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, there is one. And it turns out that changing that water filter is a really important step to keeping your water safe and healthy. So we're going to share some tips in a bit. Also, are you losing the battle against mold and mildew and algae forming on the outside of your house? We're going to teach you how to keep roof, siding, decks, and more clear of that nasty stuff in just a bit. Plus, are you ready to grill this weekend? Well, if you are, you might want to call us with your home improvement question because This hour, we're giving away a very fun group of grilling accessories from the Home Depot, including a pepper roasting basket, a corn grilling basket, and a veggie wrapped skewers and more. So you'll be making up great dinners before you know it. That package is worth 55 bucks, but going out to one caller drawn at random. So make that you pick up the phone. Give us a call right now. We want to talk to you about your home improvement questions, your decor dilemmas at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Alan Idaho is on the line with a crack in a foundation. Tell us what's going on at your money pit. Well, when I first bought the house, uh, a contractor buddy of mine said it was no big deal. And he gave me some epoxy, he said to drill some holes in it, and squirt it in there until it mushed out all the way through, and then just go ahead and smooth it off. Well, it didn't seal it, but it's cracked right again beside it. Okay, so you have a crack in the foundation that you filled with you filled with uh, epoxy, and it's continuing to crack. Is that is that the case? Right. How old is your house? 67 is when it was built. All right, so it's concrete block wall or cinder block wall, correct? It's concrete. Now, do you have any drainage issues around the house? Uh, not that I know of. Have you had any moisture in the basement or signs of that? Uh, the only time I've ever had any moisture in the basement is the previous owner drilled a hole in the floor and run the condensate drain to the air conditioner into the floor. All right, that's not the kind of moisture we're concerned about. The reason I ask that question is because it sounds like your wall is a little unstable and that it's continuing to move. And the first thing to do when that happens, if it's not a serious crack, not one where the wall's being displaced, is to make sure that your grading and your drainage conditions are absolutely letter perfect because the more water that soaks around the outside of that house, the more water that comes off gutters and gets discharged against the wall, the weaker that foundation gets. It's kind of like this. When it's rainy and you walk across the a field, you sink into the mud because wet dirt is not as strong as dry dirt. So we want to try to keep the dirt around your house and specifically under your footing as dry as possible. So drainage control is important. Now, beyond that, if this is just um, sort of a hairline crack that's forming, is that what we're talking about here? Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, the original one was it was a pretty good sized crack. But- well, what I would do if it's a hairline crack is I would fill it with silicone caulk because it will expand and contract and won't, you know, epoxy is pretty stiff if it's going to break and crack through it. So I would just fill it with silicone caulk. That will just keep out some moisture and drafts from coming through it. All right. 
And now, now if I uh, if I if I dig down, I know it doesn't go clear to the footing because I've I've been down that far. I dug down to see how far it went down, and uh, so dig down and, and uh, suggest maybe tarring it up below grade. I wouldn't go through all that. I mean, right now it's it's. I would just improve the drainage conditions and seal the crack from the inside where you can. Okay. All right. I don't think it's going to really add to it to tar up the whole foundation. You don't seem to have any major moisture problem here. So we're just trying to deal with uh, the drafts and, and any potential leakage in the future. Good luck. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Now we've got Martin on the line who wants to talk about fascia boards. That is an excellent design detail on the exterior. What can we do for you? The fascia boarding connects the ceiling of my porch roof to the overhang has separated from the ceiling and I want to know if I need to do I need to rip that out and replace it or can I just seal it and maybe put a larger molding over it? Well, if the fascia board is loosening up, then I would tell you to re-secure it. And that's actually not an, an unusual thing to happen uh, because the nails that hold that are usually going into the ends of the of the rafters behind it. They tend to expand and contract a lot. But what I would do is I would tell you to re-secure it, but do it with screws, not with nails. If you use long screws like two-and-a-half-inch uh, case-hardened drywall screws or, or uh, wood trim screws, that will pull that fascia board back in tight, and it'll be impossible for it to loosen up again. So don't think of it in terms of something covering it. Just put it back where it was, but use screws instead of nails, and it won't come out again. Okay? And do I do that by going under the molding? Well, you want to try to get that fascia board re-secured in. So if that is going to require you to take off a piece of molding to get to it, then that's what you do. But you want to get to the original fascia and tighten it up. Okay. I can do that then. Thank you very much. All right, Martin. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Now we've got Ben in Illinois on the line with a popcorn ceiling question. How can we help you today? Got a probably 70s uh, ranch-style home. 1970 was a very good year for popcorn. Yes, it was. was, They they had uh, this popcorn ceiling all the way in the TV room, uninterrupted that goes through the kitchen, and uninterrupted flow goes all the way down the hallway. Okay, so what happened? Did you have a leak or something? Had uh, some uh, wind damage to some shingles, and it came down through the attic, and it stained uh, some of the popcorn ceiling in the TV room. Uh, I sense to put a new roof on, but it, yeah, it stained it, and some of the popcorn stuff came off. So, is the popcorn physically damaged, except for losing a few kernels, so to speak? Well, there's still a little bit of staining on the stuff that didn't fall, but there's some sections that did. You're going to have to repaint the popcorn ceiling, and it's kind of a pain-in-the-neck job, but it can be done. The key here is this. You want to use a very, very thick roller and one that's slit. The rollers uh, are about three-quarters of an inch or even an inch thick, and they have a, a slice kind of in them every every inch or so. And so it uses a lot of paint. And the key thing is you're going to want to use a primer first. Don't just do this with top coat because that leak stain will come right through. So you prime the popcorn ceiling first, and then you paint it. Now, if you're missing a bunch of uh, area of popcorn and you want to touch that up, there are a number of companies that make popcorn repair products, one of which is called Homax, H-O-M-A-X. And they have a spray where it's as easy as using an aerosol spray can 
that you basically shoot up there and it will replace the texture. So you can kind of fill in the area where some of that material has come off. And then since you're painting, you paint the whole thing over again. Now, whether you go from end to end in the house, it's up to you or whether you, you know, just kind of decide where you're going to stop painting. That's uh, your call. Maybe there's a natural place for that. Maybe there's not, but you have to paint it. That's the only way you're going to be able to uh, get this to look normal again. And by the way, one final thing, when you when you do paint it with the top coat, make sure you use flat ceiling paint. Gotcha. I guess a two-pronged question here, if I still have time, to fill in those spots where the popcorn ceiling came off, how do I avoid this major overlap if I use this aerosol spray that's supposed to fill in? Well, you're just going to kind of thin it out in the areas where it already exists and then go a little bit heavier. You have some control over it. It's not going to look like a patch. It will be whiter than everything else, but you're going to paint this whole thing anyway when you're done. So what we want to do is really just replace the texture, and then you're going to paint everything, and so it'll blend in nicely when it's done. Okay, and I I would plan on doing a transition, maybe a fancy wood deal that goes over to block that TV room ceiling off from where it goes into the kitchen, and I could connect it to like the kitchen counters that extend out a little bit. That way I wouldn't have to do the non-damaged sections and repaint them as well. Why don't you do that after you paint the, the, the section that's damaged and see how you like it? Because you're you're, you'll be surprised with how dirty and dingy that ceiling has gotten when, it's, when it has some new paint against it. Uh, it's going to look pretty fresh and clean. It might inspire you to do the whole thing. And that just might. That's a very good point. I appreciate that very much, Tom. Three most expensive words in home improvement, my friend. Might as well. You got it right, brother. Okay, well, you got me motivated. Sounds good. Thank you so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Give us a call 24 hours a day, seven days a week with your home improvement or your design question, whatever it is you are working on. We'd love to lend a hand. We're here for you at 888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, you need more room for storage in your home? We're going to have tips on how to find the hidden spaces that can make for great storage solutions next. You live in a Money Pit. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Here's the deal. Pick up the phone. Call us with your question at 888-MONEY-PIT. If you do, you'll get the answer to your home improvement question, plus a great prize. This hour, we're giving away the grill accessories bundle from the Home Depot. You'll be able to take your next backyard barbecue on like a pro with a pepper roasting basket, veggie raft skewers, corn grilling baskets, chili pepper core, a pepper roasting rack and even a dog corn holder. I don't know how I've been able to get through all my barbecues without all of those cool accessories. <laughs> really, it's great stuff. Available again at the Home Depot. We're 55 bucks. Going out to one call or drone at random. Make that you. 888 Money Pit. Violet in Texas is on the line and is dealing with a lot of mold at their Money Pit. What's going on? The mold on my back porch. Well, it's not really a porch. It's more of like a deck. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's kind of uh, green it's green, and then in some area it's kind of brownish looking. Right. But I'm concerned to know if it's a if it's a health issue or any danger to that mold, or what can I do to get it off? Well, it's probably moss or algae, not mold, but we can still help you get it off. What I would suggest you do is you go out and pick up a product called Spray and Forget. 
And the way it works is you mix the product up and you spray it on the surfaces that this green is growing on. And you'll find within uh, two or three days, it'll all start to go away. It activates uh, with moisture in the air and with sunlight and will kill mold, moss, mildew, and algae. Great. Okay. Thank you so much. All right, Violet. Good luck. Well, as you take on spring cleaning and reorganize your home, are you running out of storage space? I mean, who isn't? Well, hidden spaces may exist in your home, and they're just waiting to be discovered. Well, that's right. For example, the space around a staircase is the first place you might want to check for storage opportunities. Now, it doesn't matter if the staircase is an open or closed style. The space underneath can become a new home for cabinetry, for shelving, or even for a built-in desk and serve kind of as a mini office or homework station. I did exactly that in my home office. I built the desk space underneath uh, the stair that goes from the first floor to second floor of our house. And then in the bottom area, you know, kind of where it goes down to where it's sort of like in a, like a really tight corner, that sort of bottom third, I turned that into this really cool closet with sort of angled doors on it so we can throw stuff in there uh, that we don't need to have out. I mean, that really is like the number one hidden space. Now, another top spot for storage solutions is right overhead in your attic. If the structural style and details allow, an attic can be finished and then transformed into a valuable bonus space with buyer appeal and building in great cabinetry or shelving, that's going to have those shoppers doing a double take. Now, when you think about the garage, the key is this, look up. The space between sort of waist high and the garage ceiling is a really great place to get things off the floor. You can use a smart storage system, the kinds that have hooks and hangers. They can also be applied directly to the wall. You know, I'd love to get stuff up off the floor because, frankly, it's dangerous. It's a tripping hazard. So whether it's tools or toys, get them up off the floor. And if it's dangerous stuff like, you know, cleaning fluids and oil and gasoline, make sure that kind of stuff is locked away so the kids can't get to it. But remember, there are a lot of hidden storage spaces, some obvious, some not so obvious. If you go on a hunt in your house, you'll find these spaces and have um, a lot of opportunities to tuck stuff away that otherwise you just don't want to look at. All right, going to the great north, we've got Gunner in Alaska on the line who needs some help with a window problem. What's going on over there? I have uh, double-pane windows that uh, fogged. I understand that they fogged because uh, the seal breaks. Uh, But I uh, had a contractor come up, uh, they advertised on the radio, that uh, rather than buy new windows, they had a way of removing that condensation. What they did is they... Uh, on the outside pane, they drill a small hole in the bottom and a small hole at the top, and uh, they did a cleaning. They, uh, I think they even squirted water in there and, and evacuated it. I didn't see it done, but I've seen it on YouTube. And uh, then they put these little plastic plugs in where the holes used to be. It didn't really clear up. It almost looked like it got worse. I called, complained, and, uh, and the contract says, well, in 3 to 12 weeks, it should go away. You know, it should be it should clear up, and by golly, it did, <laughs> which kind of shocked me because I'm an engineer, and all my training says that you know if you have something open to the outside air, it's going to have moisture in it, and it's one reason why it fogged in the first place. So, and I don't think they created a vacuum, so I didn't know how that worked. Well, this is the first I've heard of that system gunner. I'm not familiar with it at all. Um, I would have the same reaction that you would. I would think it's it's you know not the kind of thing that would be my first choice. I would generally tell people that when you get fogged windows, yeah, the window's slightly less efficient, 
but it doesn't necessarily mean the window has to be replaced. If you're concerned about appearance, you want to make sure you can see clearly through it. I could see where perhaps on a limited basis that you might want to experiment with something like that. But what they've done is essentially just clean the window, wash the window from the inside out, it sounds like. And, um, you know, I would expect that that condensation may come back, you know, giving it a season or two. So this may not be the end of it, but, I, you know, if it's giving you some temporary relief, then okay. Yeah, in fact, they had a, uh, you know, a guarantee. Their guarantee is that they'd be happy to replace the windows uh, at a discount uh, based on what <laughs> they charge you for the... You know, and when I heard that, I kind of laughed to myself. I said, oh, yeah. geez, you know, <laughs> what a way to get into your house, you know. Exactly. <laughs> but, so I, okay, so you kind of agree with me. It's, it, it's not black magic. You know, I, you know, no. to me, it's like black magic. What on earth's yeah. happening here? It's not possible. They talk, well, around the perimeter on the inside, there's a, there's a material that uh, absorbs excess moisture and keeps the window clear. Well, some of the new ones, we're putting new windows out on, you know, I'm with the FAA, and we're putting new windows out in, in a place called Kobe, and they're triple pane. And I looked at the at the, the rim, you know, uh, and between the panes, and, and it is uh, serrated as if it's open to some kind of sponge or, or some kind of uh, material that might... Yeah, you know what that material is called, Gunner? No, I don't. It's got a funny name. It's called Swiggle. Swiggle. Okay. Well, my winters don't have that. That's just a solid strip. So that there's no swiggle, as you put it, as far as I can tell, because it's an older home. I think the home was built in, like, 85. Well, I mean, you're in the part of the country where triple pane makes sense. I mean, the colder it gets, the more that makes economic sense, even though those windows are, are more expensive. But back to your original question, I think what they've done is essentially clean the windows. And, you know, depending on the dew point, yeah, it's either going to appear or reappear, depending on how much condensation you get inside those, inside that glass. But I think that at this point, you know, just understand what you have and that when you can afford it, when you want to budget for it, go ahead and replace the windows. And remember, you don't have to do all your windows at the same time. You know, a lot of times I tell folks they could do them in stages. You could do the north side first and then move, you know, to the east side, the west side, and the south side since since the, the cold is the biggest issue in your part of the country. You know, if you live down south, you do it. You do the south and the west windows first. Okay, Gunner? Okay, thank you very much. All right, well, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, mold, mildew, algae, and moss, those are four things you do not want to find on your roof, decks, siding, or walks. So we're going to share some tips to keep those outside surfaces clean after this. 888 Money Today's Money Pit is presented by Hire, the world's first appliance brand. Stay cool this summer with a Hire Serenity Series air conditioner. Quieter than average window air conditioners, yet cool your home effectively and efficiently. Learn more at HAIER.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, it's one of our favorite times of the year here at the Money Pit. It's the Goldilocks season. 
what? Never heard of it? Well, it's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's just right. It's just the right time to take on dozens of projects around your house. Yeah, one of them is cleaning up the exterior of your home. And if this is one chore you'd rather forget doing, well, we can help you with that. Please welcome Scott Dujak to the program, owner of Spray and Forget. Welcome, Scott. Hi, thank you for having me. So, Scott, tell us about Spray and Forget. For those that are unfamiliar with it, this is a really good time to use this product to clean up a lot of the staining that we see, for example, on our roofs and other exterior surfaces, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, Spray and Forget is an exterior cleaner. It removes any kind of stains caused by mold, mildew, or algae. And you basically apply it and you don't have to rinse it. That's the name Spray and Forget. And you recommend applying it now? Yeah, it's a great time to apply it. I mean, you can apply it any time of the year, but applying it now will uh, will get that home clean and be ready to grow again. Now, you guys have been at this a long time. I know that you started the product in 2002, and that was well before any of the cleaners, most of the cleaners, I guess, that we see today for exterior ever really existed. So... Over those years, what have you seen happen to the market? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. So um, the market's changed quite a bit. Um, you're seeing a lot of people looking for more eco-friendly products like Spray and Forget. Um, we're seeing a lot more people looking for bleach-free products like Spray and Forget. Um, and, and we're seeing a lot more people looking for products that provide that are easy to use, uh, single application, um, and long-lasting types of products. Well, you bring up a good point, Scott. You're saying that it's bleach-free and it's eco-friendly. So when I'm using Spray and Forget, do I need to wet down the bushes around the perimeter of my home or cover anything up? Um, yes and no. So there is a, a little bit of ethyl alcohol in our product so that it can stay in liquid form when we're applying it. And so that may or may not have some effect on some sensitive bushes or flowering plants. Um, usually it won't, but as a precaution, what we say to do is always just wet down that landscaping before and after you apply, and then you'll never have any issues. And the question after that that usually comes up is, well, what about if it rains the next day and it washes the product down a gutter or down the side of the building and into my flower bed? Well, at that point, it's not going to do any harm whatsoever because at that point, that ethyl alcohol is gone and you don't have to worry about anything. We're talking to Scott Dujak from Spray and Forget. So, Scott, when you apply this product and you sort of walk away and leave it alone and forget about it, does it have sort of a residual uh, cleaning effect to it? It does. Yeah, our product is a is a cleaner and a and a preventive in one. And and part of the way that we can do that is that it, it has a really excellent residual to it. And um, and and basically, it depends on the surface you're applying it to. But you're going to get on a on a vertical surface like uh, a brick wall or or a stucco wall. You're going to get 12 to 24 months before you start seeing any staining coming back at all. And uh, on a flat surface like a driveway, you'll get the same amount of time as well. And on a roof, you'll get up to three to five years before those stains come back. That's fantastic. Love a product that you can just apply and walk away from, and it just does its job. Spray and forget, it just works. Give it a shot, folks. You can learn more at sprayandforget.com. That's sprayandforget.com. Scott Dujak, thank you so much for stopping by the program. Thank you. All right, coming up, if you enjoy your cool filtered water right from your fridge, well, you may need to make sure that filter inside is replaced to keep your water safe. Filter? What filter? Exactly. We're going to tell you all about it next. You live in a body pit. 
Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT. We'd love to help you out with your home improvement question. Plus, we'd love to give away a prize to one of you lucky callers this hour. We've got a grill accessories bundle from the Home Depot up for grabs. And this is really going to help you barbecue like a pro. We've got some great accessories, which may sound excessive. But let me tell you, once you have these in your cooking arsenal, you will make veggies on the grill like a pro. And it actually makes your life so much easier. Up for grabs is a kit with the pepper roasting basket, veggie wrapped skewers, a corn grilling basket, chili pepper core, a pepper roasting rack, and even dog corn holders. You will be grilling like a pro in no time. You can check it all out at thehomedepot.com, but we've got this prize pack worth $55 up for grabs to one lucky caller. Make that you. Pick up the phone and call us at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Heading over to Oklahoma right now to talk to Sheila about a kitchen do-over. How can we help you paint those countertops? I recently, my husband and I um, remodeled our kitchen, and we refinished our cabinets, and we they had we had some recessed lighting done, and we didn't have enough money for our counters. So I've been looking at online some stuff about repainting your countertops. And I I wanted to know your opinion about it or if you'd heard um, anyone doing that or what what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, the countertop paints have been out for probably uh, five or eight years now, and they seem to do very, very well. I know Rust-Oleum has an extensive line of countertop paints out uh, that are available in many, many colors. So I think it is a good option. I think it'll buy you a little bit of time on those countertops so that you can avoid having to replace them. And you'll have the opportunity to paint either a solid color or they have countertop paints now that kind of look like stone countertops. They look like granite and and other types of natural materials. So I think they're a very good option and I would encourage you to pursue it. Yeah, I actually um, found a company online that um, sells them. Uh, their product locally at one of our wallpaper stores and have actually purchased the items. I just haven't started the project yet. What you might want to do is try to get your hands on a piece of laminate and you can go to a home center and buy like a really small piece of laminate, like a scrap. And this way you can practice a little bit before you actually get it on your countertop. Do do you know about the, the length of time it's and how durable it is as far as lasting? It's not as durable as the laminate, but it's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. Thank you, Tom, for taking my call. You're welcome, Sheila. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Now we're heading over to Tennessee where Steve wants to talk about water heating. How can we help you? My water heater seems to be going out. It's about five or six years old. And I've been hearing commercials on your show about tankless water heaters and other forms of like water heating solutions. And I was just wondering, is that you know, costly or, you know, is that a better way to go than putting another tank in? Okay, so you say the water heater's going out. Is this a gas water heater? It's electric. It's electric, and it's going out. So what's happening to it? It's leaking. Oh, it's leaking at five or six years? Really? That's just plain bad luck, Steve. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, all right, well, let me ask you this question. How, how long are you planning on staying in your current house? Is, is, this, is this the house for a while? Oh, yeah, it's forever house, hopefully. Generally, I would say I wouldn't hesitate to install a tankless water heater, except, and this is a big except, Tankless water heaters that are powered by electricity don't work that well. Um, they don't save you that much money. If you have, if you have uh, the ability to, to power it with propane, for example, then it's more realistic. But if you're gonna, planning on powering it with electricity, then it's not. So in that case, your options are to replace it with a standard tanked electric water heater or... You can use a real new type of electric water heater called a heat pump water heater. Heat pump water heaters are more expensive, but they're but they're much 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 more efficient 
than a standard electric water heater. Are those costly? Yeah, they're more costly than a standard water heater. You know, you're you're probably looking at maybe around fifteen hundred bucks for one plus installation. So they're much more expensive, but they're far more efficient. That's what I'll do then. I thank you for answering my question. Sorry to hear about that leak, uh, and hope we've helped you get back on track. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Well, do you enjoy filtered drinking water from your fridge? Do you want to make sure it's safe? Then you have to keep up with water filter maintenance. You know, tap water travels through miles and miles of underground piping before arriving at your home, and it can pick up contaminants along the way. The filter's job is to make sure that that water gets cleaned one final time before it comes out of your faucet. Yeah, now most appliance manufacturers recommend changing the water filter every six months. So now is a great time to make that filter change and keep enjoying filtered drinking water and cooking water and ice. So you want to mark your calendar for another water filter change every six months. Clean filters will not only improve your water's taste, but filters that go too long between changes can actually put unhealthy things into the water. So you got to change it, guys. And of course, it's a good idea to take care of that water because not only is that filtered water tasty and convenient, it's also a less costly alternative to bottled water. So get on that stick, replace that filter, stay safe. 888-666-3974. Margaret in Virginia is next on the Money Pit. How can we help you, Margaret? I have uh, an old house, part of it built Civil War era. Okay. Uh, the floors in the oldest part are pine, and they're about two. The boards are about two and a half inches wide, and the newer part, the boards are, of the floor are oak, and they're more narrow. I want to know how to safely clean them and keep them protected. There's a product called Tree Wax, which is perfect for this particular application. It's made by uh, the Beaumont Company, and Tree Wax has been around for many, 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 many years. And it's actually a natural cleaner for hardwood floors. So you can find that at retailers across the country. You could find that online. But look for Tree Wax Natural Floor Cleaner. And it's going to enable you to clean those floors very thoroughly without damaging the wood. And that's what's critical because some of the floor products are not really designed for wood floors. Sometimes there's too much moisture in them. They don't evaporate well. And they leave too much moisture in the wood, and that causes the wood to swell or stain further. So look up Tree Wax. It's not expensive, and it works very well. Okay. So is this a put on and wipe off? Yes. Okay. That sounds good. Tree Wax is spelled T-R-E-W-A-X. Okay, one E. Okay, got it. All right, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. All right, now we've got Ed in West Virginia on the line who's doing some exterior cleanup. What are you working on? Well, my deck. I've got a covered deck with uh, treated wood, and uh, it needs cleaning to get the dirt and grime off of it because since it's covered, the rain won't come in and wash it off. And, and I can't use a lot of water because I've got things underneath it uh, that the water would leak down to. So then uh, I also have uh, exterior steps, and they're getting mossy. So what kind of a cleaning product can I use to clean this, this wood with? Now, first of all, what's underneath that you don't want to get wet? Is it furniture? Are you storing stuff there? Well, I've got uh, basically a, a workshop. I've got two workshops, one inside my, the house and one outside under the deck. You're going to probably have to cover those with tarps or something because you are going to need to use some amount of water. 
But what we would recommend is a wood cleaner. Now, cleaners, what they do is they'll, they're very good at removing dirt, removing grinding, sort of removing that oxidized grayish sort of appearance that gets on top of pressure-treated lumber. And Flood makes a good one, right, Leslie? Yeah, Flood actually has a product called Flood Wood Cleaner, and you can mix it with water. I think one gallon container mix up to a five gallons of cleaning solution, and it can actually remove a grayed appearance on lumber and give it like a like new appearance. Now, here's the thing: I know a lot of people think that when it comes to cleaning a deck, oh, it's just dirt, it's pollen, whatever's on it, and they think just using some water on it is going to get rid of it. But you get the same things on your car, and you don't wash your car with just water. You actually need a cleaner or a soap product, but you don't want to use soap on wood. So it's always good to use a product like a wood cleaner that really will help you get rid of all of the weathering, the dirt, the grime, you know, just the usual stuff that a winter will put on a surface. So if you go with the flood wood cleaner, you can use it on exterior, interior, all kinds of woods. I mean, I'm saying interior because I'm meaning that yours is covered. I wouldn't use it in the house, but that's what I mean there. Um, and it'll do a good job. You'll get about a thousand square feet total from a gallon. So you'll get a really good coverage. You want to let it dry. But again, like Tom mentioned, you want to cover anything that's underneath because it is a cleanser and you don't want to get it on your tools. Yeah. And you have to wet the deck surface first. And then once it's wet, then you apply the wood cleaner using kind of like a pump up garden sprayer, or you can even roll it on with a, with a brush roller, like you, as if you were painting. Okay. You let it sit on the surface for a while and then you rinse it off. Okay. Well, that's, rinsing it off is a problem. <laughs> and you're not going to be able to dry clean your wood deck. <laughs> yeah. I don't know any cleaner that's going to take that. Just not going to happen. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Hey, do you know why checking for leaks in the present can save you a flood of money in the future? We'll explain after the break. You live in a money pit. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. So happy to talk with you today. Hope you're having a great weekend. And if you're tackling home improvement projects, we are here for you. We answer our calls 24-7 at 1-888-MONEYPIT. So do call your question in. But if you're afraid you're going to wake us up, because I do make Leslie stay up late sometime to answer those calls, you can always post your question to moneypit.com. That's what Bradley did from Cranston, Rhode Island. All right. Bradley did not wake me up in posting this question, but Bradley writes, I'm planning to build a house near the ocean and would like to use cedar shingles on the outside. Is there a synthetic shingle that looks like the real thing? My hope is to find something that will stand up to strong winds and salt water, but not require any maintenance. Yes. There are actually a number of composite products that look pretty darn good. Now, um, I have cedar shingles, Bradley, on my house, which is a very old home, but I also have a garage that I built about, I don't know, 30 years ago or so. Now, the garage originally had T111, which was an awful choice at the time, but of course it was cheap and budget was an issue. That's the plywood that looks kind of like vertical siding. So what I did was I recited over that using hardy plank um, siding. Actually, it's technically called hardy shingles. These mm-hmm. shingles have a cedar uh, shingle look to them. And what's cool about it is I stained the garage and the house the exact same color. And when you look at them side by side, it is not obvious to anyone that what I put on the garage is not real cedar shingles. Hardy plank being a, con- a composite product is absolutely a rot proof and needs you know virtually no maintenance. And even with the paint, because it's not organic, 
Um, it doesn't absorb moisture, and so the paint tends to last a lot longer. We're not talking about a five to seven year cycle here. We're talking about like a ten to twenty year cycle uh, on the paint finish. So I would highly recommend Hardy Plank products and Hardy shingles uh, as a good alternative to the real thing. Mm-hmm. I like the Hardy shingles; they're really super nice. We had used a Certainty product on our home, which they've sold out to a different party. I can't speak for their product now, but when we got it from Certainty, it looked beautiful. Well, even a tiny water leak can cause a lot of damage over time. If you've got a spare half hour, you can easily check for leaks in and under all the sinks in your home. Leslie tells us exactly how in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Leslie? Yeah, so here's the best way to check for leaks in your sinks. First, you want to turn each faucet on and run it at full blast for a minute or two. Then take your bright flashlight and then go and inspect the drain under the sink. If you don't see a leak, then close the stopper and let the sink fill up until it hits the overflow. Now, don't walk away during this part because some faucets can fill a sink faster than that overflow can actually drain it. So you might still end up with a mess even if you have that overflow drain. So just stick around for that. Now, after the water's been running through the overflow for another minute or two, check the drain under the sink again. If no leak is spotted, your sink is good to go. Move on to the next sink and repeat. And I know you're thinking like, but I don't see any water leaks. Why should I do this? Just trust me. Do this every so often because when a leak happens and they'll happen unexpectedly, they can make a huge amount of mess and cost a lot of money to make repairs that, you know, might come because of this leak. So just, you know, an ounce of measure is worth a, what is it, Tom? Pound of cure. An ounce of measure is worth a pound of cure. So seriously, just stay ahead of it, guys. So, you know, occasionally you clean out that sink cabinet, like under your kitchen sink. For whatever reason, you decide it's time. It's getting nasty down there. That's when you find the leaks. I I can't tell you how many times I've seen those types of cabinets where the leak is far in the back. And when they pull out those boxes, the whole floor is collapsed, right? So you really do need to stay on top of that. And we are on top of it 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Coming up on the next edition of The Money Pit... If you're a pet owner, wouldn't it be nice if your dog could let themselves out of the house and lock the door behind them? Well, they can with a high-tech doggy door. We'll feature that and more on the next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone.